0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Trendmister Zeitkult. Uh, I'm mm. Matthew Barney. Uh, I am Jack. That's Miles. Oh yeah. Uh, and here are some things that are trending.
1: Um, Trendmister cycle, man. My favorite. My favorite <laughs> piece of art to reference when you talk about things you can only watch <laughs> so in really weird ways. Yeah. Although I think my dad's homies had a ton of bootlegs, and that's how I oh, saw first. Yeah, dude. People um, are wrecking So,
0: you've seen here. it? I haven't seen it, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have.
0: Yeah. The cremaster is, well, we, we won't get into explaining it. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, cycle.
1: It's interesting. Ask in your anatomy class about that one.
0: Xyla Avant Garde is trending. Mm-hmm. This is the child who won the Scripps National Spelling Bee and is the first Black child to do it. Um, she's from Louisiana. And she is also uh, the Guinness world record holder for all sorts of basketball dribbling things.
1: There's like this... Wait, that video was her... Those are records that she holds? Yeah, yeah. I just thought she was stunting on us with her just ridiculous coordination. I didn't realize she was a a world record holder too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Guinness book was like, hey, shout out to Zyla for...
1: Oh, right. um, We're relevant, huh? Remember us? Yeah. we,
0: We knew her first. She's our we're friend. not just a
1: we're not just a panic buy for terrible uncles to get before a birthday party. But if you've seen Steph
0: Curry do his uh his dribbling drills, where he like dribbles three basketballs, and uh, she's doing like that, but with an extra basketball thrown in uh, while riding on a unicycle, um, and yeah, it just seems to be all around a amazing kid. human being it's weird all
1: the kid. like super smart people i know they're all into juggling huh it's like a weird do you know people who juggle but they're also like it, they're not like performers like just nerdy jugglers
0: not really i i juggled for a couple of years when i was a kid man and now shout out I, to nerdy like,
1: jugglers shout out to I Brian, our engineer he, he also a nerdy juggler too it turns out yeah like two of my yes. cousins are like all into that shit yeah
0: what, yeah. what are they like what, what? how do you get real into juggling I never made it past the beanbag if, phase Does for that mean me they...
1: for them they're like super into like super math head type kids so that I think for the people they were like really modeling themselves or like the people they're really into like piano and like juggling were like kind of all these things that were just like very cerebral and engaging and like a mm. you know tranquil activity to do um, but yeah you know shout out to the jugglers
0: yeah it's one of those things that, like, when you're, it can, like, put you in that flow state, you know? Right, exactly. Where you yeah. just have to be focused on something. Well, there's a new dating show on Peacock uh, that is specifically for Jane Austen lovers.
1: It, it sounds like it. Uh, it it's like a, they have a new reality dating show that's essentially like a bachelorette type thing. Um, mm-hmm. but, it's, but the whole thing is. They're not just going to put a bunch of horny people on a, you know, fantastic beach town or something or, you know, a Calabasas mansion. They're going to actually take a historical twist and go back in time to more civilized times. Because this show is called Pride and Prejudice, an Experiment in Romance. And according to the, uh, you know, the industry rags out there, they say, quote, a group of eligible hopeful suitors will have to win the heart of the heroine and her court. Housed in a castle in the countryside, the heroine and suitors will experience that with which dreams are made of from carriage rides and boat rides on the lake to archery and handwritten letters to communicate. They will be immersed in a time traveling quest for love.
0: That which with dreams are made of is not even is not even how you would say that. in those they just added a bunch of like yeah, words it just got wordy.
1: Look, that sounds like me in high school when I was trying to like make up for the fact that I only had like one paragraph worth of shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> that but, with which, therefore, <laughs>
0: and for. <heretofore,
1: laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> Notwithstanding, <laughs> they like uh, you wrote a fucking the worst run-on sentence I've ever heard.
0: So they, they've done these reality shows before, right? Where they like they're they're always intriguing in concept and then they suck. Is, is right? Basically my understanding of it. Like I guess I, Survivor is a version of it where you're like going back to the very beginning where like you only have what access to what a caveman would. Sure. Get.
1: But you're not trying to fuck each other on Survivor. I mean, that's the difference i mean not that's not the explicit aim of most contestants right but for this to be a dating show you know like for me personally as a person of color i don't really long for this era Uh, (laughs) but as a history buff i really do like the concept like i would get really rigid with it be like oh there's no electricity y'all using a commode uh also like this is and i think That would be, I mean, not just to stress them out, but if you want to like really immerse them in this experience of being these, you know, because it's really like what happens when 21st century horny people have to get down the old fashioned way Uh, could be kind of interesting. I would personally, I would like to do an 80s version of this Mm. show. Yeah. I mean, like dresses wild, like all the just wacky music pumping um, without all the terrible problematic societal things, just the aesthetic. Uh, But you can tell just sort of like off of this application, because right now, hey, if you want to be cast, applications are open. Um, They say the quote, the application consists of 50 questions, which range from basic bio and demographic information to more poignant details. Like, why do you think you're single? And when it comes to dating, is chivalry important to you? Explain and provide examples, if applicable. Wow. Um, and also, why you, you do you think have,
0: you're single is a fucked up question to ask a single person? But that's man. why, you know, because you know,
1: <laughs> the, when they cast reality, they got to make sure they know how to fuck with your head to get a narrative. I know, out of you. You know, like, but it's like,
0: that's something your mom asks you to really. And who has the up.
1: self-awareness? If you asked me that a fucking, when I was 28, I couldn't answer that question. Right. Being single. Yeah. And like, I would be, I, you know what I would have said? I keep meeting the same people. That's the problem. <laughs> Uh-huh. and it would end there no real introspection is it more nope. that i'm attracting the same person because <laughs> i'm at a certain level of stunted development and i'm yearning uh-huh. for more yet i haven't learned how to push through that barrier and i'm merely chalking this up to meeting the same people as it's a very convenient explanation for my lack of introspection i don't know and that's why yeah. i won't be on a show like this um anyway yeah i mean once they can once they
0: fully commit to I don't know, I think there's just something about the amount of detail that you need to really put into uh like the creation of an environment to make it compelling. Like every single detail needs to be there. And then having just like normal ass reality TV cameras on it. That makes right. it feel like less impressive or something. Cause like when I, I saw they did an old West version of this and it looked like shit and like it, yeah. dude, it wasn't something that it I looks wanted like to a, watch.
1: It looks like a shitty costume party. Right. You know? exactly. And then like, man, people then that's where, again, I'm more like take this shit seriously. Yeah,
0: exactly. There isn't
1: going to be ice for another three days because they're not coming to make a delivery from up on the mountain. So you're going to have to drink that shit warm. You're going to have to decide whose
0: smell you can actually stand for right, more exactly. than 30 minutes. And uh, whose who's, pheromones you know, get involved, you know.
1: Whose blood pressure just goes to the roof because all the preserved salt food you're eating and shit.
0: Right. The <laughs> food. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, uh, Marsha Blackburn is trending. She is, apparently she has a running feud with Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift came out uh, during when uh, she was running during her election Mm -hmm. and uh, was like, don't vote for her. So Senator Marsha Blackburn said that Taylor Swift's socialist leanings don't really make sense because, and apparently she knows about socialism because she said that uh, if there was a socialist government, the state would have to approve her music Uh and wouldn't allow women to dress or sing or to be on stage or entertain. So clearly a very nuanced uh, understanding of socialism Mm -hmm. uh,
1: that is based on... uh, That's all they got. That's all they got now. Uh, It's based on like (laughs) Footloose and like the (laughs) Taliban mixed together. Yeah, like... like, both
0: religious extremism both examples of religious extremism what yeah how is is, that
1: i don't think if you know this we're here right now in this country uh look at britney spears look at the state of reproductive rights look at the state Mm. of people's rights based on you know gender identification uh Mm. there's all kinds of nasty shit already happening but again Yeah, people advocating for things where we're creating more equitable outcomes for people's labor and that they have the right to live in a humane manner uh, is just a terrible thing. So, yeah. Um, All right, let's take a quick break.
0: And we're back. And uh, L.A. mayor, our very own Eric Garcetti... Shit same. Uh, has been named the US Ambassador to India by President Biden. Um, this feels a little bit like uh, like Clippers fans last year when uh, Doc got fired and went to the uh 76ers and they were like, Yeah, no man, good good, good for you, good good luck, guys. This is gonna be good good. We you know, we wish nothing but the best for you. Uh, but really, they know they're passing off trash. That's kind of how I feel. As like yeah. Eric Garcetti departs LA, it's like, oh shit, man! Wow, oh, hey, you call. got a good one, India. You got a good one over there. Um, great call, Bud. Do you're right? Do you right? <laughs> we'll do you right. Fuck! We'll Why would right. they give him India? Uh, that's a, that's a big country. So, yeah,
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's just hey. like, do we do we need ambassadors? Like, really? You know, so many things are yeah. ceremonial at certain points. Obviously, with, um, you know, countries where we have very significant relations with, I understand the importance to have someone there to begin to discuss being an intermediary. But with Eric Garcetti, you know... He probably was blowing up Joe Biden's phone. Was like, please, man, can I get something? Just get please? me the please, fuck like, out, the out of cabinet. this job. I hate. They hate it. me. They all know like it's all nepotism <laughs> for me because like I come from like a dynastic family in LA politics, dude. I hate it. Come on. Uh, I, for yeah.
0: sure, this is not what he had in mind when there were those rumors. I don't know if it was his people spreading them, but there were those rumors that he was uh, he was being considered for a cabinet position. This yeah. feels like. You know, some people get the uh ambassadorship and it's like, oh, that's a nice thing for them to do in their dotage. Uh right. But this feels like it is a consolation prize for uh yeah, someone who just wants out of their current situation.
1: Yeah. So then if he but again, we don't know when he'll actually end up fucking off because the Senate, you know, there's like a lot of shit that has to get processed, so it could be months um or who knows how long but yeah i don't know if he leaves and it's before the end of his term um because i think the primary is going to be next june so if in in that interim period this i think the city council decides who's going to be the mayor that would be Um, dope if like
0: nithya had a say in that i mean she will because nithya yeah but ramen, then, so will people uh, like Mitch Gets- O'Farrell
1: and Paul Krikorian, <laughs> yeah. who are absolute trash bags.
0: God, we could we could really use some. I was going to say we could use some socialism here in L.A., but then that that'll turn into them having to approve all the entertainment that goes out mm-hmm. uh, in this town, and they won't let women be in movies anymore. Yep. So uh, that that's probably not a great thing. Cinema. Uh, is trending oh, for Kirsten. for two reasons. Kirsten, uh, with an S, that is trending because she she's doing doing and her she's job, doing
1: Satan's work, you know, blocking any kind of democratic legislation, especially as it relates to the filibuster. Her and Joe Manchin. So there's a clip of her being thanked, her and Joe Manchin being thanked by Republicans for up like for their obstructionism, and cool. saying like. Hey man, if the filibuster got cooked, like they sent somebody to send, like, we would have been dead meat. Thank you. I mean, what the fuck? So it's so fucked up to hear that shit out loud when you're like, exactly, you fascist fucks should be completely uh, banished from any kind of decision making position. Um, But it shows you again, this is what the real stakes are with this, and you see who the people are who are the. You know, tending to the garden of uh, systemic oppression by being like, well, maybe the filibuster is uh, like good and like maybe if, if everyone can decide that it's a good. No, it's, it's stop. It's a it's a racist relic uh, and or it's, it's only getting in the way as honestly with the Supreme Court decision earlier this week, the the way in which we will be able to vote is in serious jeopardy. So to have people like this who are getting in the way of real legislation that's trying to standardize things, I'm just on a, just a small level, because it's the only fucking arrow in the Democrats' quiver at the moment, this is like, man, please. Yeah. Get out we're of. in
0: a lot more, da- you know, it's easy to feel complacent because Democrats have the presidency and both uh, houses of Congress, but we're in a two-party system and one of the parties is openly authoritarian now. Like yeah, that's if you had told me that five years ago, I would, you know, that that's pretty pretty shocking. We've gone a long way towards, a, you know, a future where America is an authoritarian state. Yeah. Um,
1: so it'll be. Oh my God! It's just like I'm like, what's in my mind? Like the only time I would keep an enemy around, like if I'm if if you know, because politics is all game. It's like if you just, you got something for them down the road that you're trying to do, but this isn't the challenge, you know? Right. This ain't, this is not what it is. You have to understand what the threats are to life as we know it. I mean, obviously, complacency is a huge one as well, but to to, to go this, you know, to have them pull up and be like, here's a bouquet of flowers, and thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. We were really scared. White supremacy, man, they really had us in the fourth quarter there, but...
0: How does she... What? Like people were hopeful about her. Did did she just like make a right turn or what? What no. happened? She's she just always, always been kind of shitty. But we were. She was better than the Republican option. She was
1: going to beat the Republican. So with everyone being like, "Well, shit, Senate yeah. math, we love yeah, it," yeah. and then yeah. you know it's time to put the chips down. And now you're like, mm, no we're not changing our minds." And finally, Black Widow
0: is trending. That movie is finally coming out after you know years of being on the shelf due to the global pandemic. It's getting good reviews. Uh, opening night, Thursday night, was bigger than F9. So, oh, I mean, that shows you the know.
1: power of that MCU.
0: Yeah, the the original MCU, uh, and as we've talked about, this will this is really like last chance for Black Widow to shine. So, Mm -hmm. um, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see this kind of, kind of, I predict this is going to have a big, big weekend. Just got a feeling? Just got this feeling, man. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but I, I remember like during the pandemic people, Fandango was trying to stay relevant. So they were releasing headlines about their, the, the movie that most people were still like searching and it was always Black Widow. Um,
1: That makes sense. I mean, people, people love it. People love it.
0: Um, and the trailer looked dope. Also Summer of Soul directed by Questlove uh is at a 98 on the on Metacritic. So that that's one that is out in theaters that people should seek out if, if you can.
1: Right. Um, okay.
0: All right. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll uh, those are the things that are trending uh, on this Friday afternoon. We're back on Monday. Uh then have a great weekend be kind to each other be kind to yourselves get the vaccine don't do nothing about white supremacy we'll talk to you all on monday bye
1: bye